Meet Megan. Hi. A professional wedding photographer and professional wedding planner, Emily. Hey there. Together with 20 years experience in planning, designing and shooting all things wedding, they'll discuss how it's so much more than pretty pictures and a fun party. Welcome to Wedding Therapy, a podcast exploring why it is that weddings bring out the best and worst in people and how to navigate relationships and conflicts during the wedding planning process and beyond. Hello and welcome to the Wedding Therapy Podcast. That's Megan Lubeck. And that's Emily Sutherland. We have um, a dear florist friend of mine recording with us and I just want to start this entire thing off by saying we recorded with Sentia in 2019. You all were supposed to hear our episode and I run it over and over again in my head and maybe cried last year about it. I probably no, texted you. really did I was cry. crying. I don't know what happened. I lost her entire episode. <laughs> and it was such a good one, too. And so I'm just starting off by saying I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. You guys missed a great episode, but it was something special that only us three experienced. <laughs> experienced. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally didn't even get to be edited or listened to again. It was a... One and done. <laughs> one and done, yeah. So... Um, Cynthia is a true saint uh, for coming back and recording this entire thing over again. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. It's not um, that big of a deal, but thank you. I, I mean, you know. It is, though. We're, we're all, about. you're a mom, you're an entrepreneur, you have kids, you have a husband, you have clients. Carving out time, I mean, I don't have half of those things, and it's really hard to schedule, so. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk to Sentia. Um, she is a local Los Angeles florist who I've been working with, I don't... A long time. A long time. I yeah. don't remember. Did I meet you before I moved to Pasadena? Yes. Or we met. Me? I remember the first time I met you, We were you were in the space in uh, by Valencia? Yes. I had a studio. That's right. Yeah. That's when everybody used to have studios. <sighs> <laughs> Did you ever have a studio? Um, I had one in a, a house that we rented. Yeah, yeah. But it was still in my house. Was um, it like a co-work? Did you have other vendors? No. Sure? Oh, it was just you. Cause, yeah, because it was it, we, there was a den and a living room in the house, mm. and so we just basically made one of those my studio. And I did have clients come, and we the whole thing had my pictures all over the walls. I mean, it was not like our home. It was in like that a room. Photography right. studio. Yeah. yeah. This was, I, it was like around that time where I feel like all these vendor friends of mine were collaborating and renting yes. spaces. Right. You remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a space with Becca Rillo. Right. And we had a florist. I, I don't know who the florist was. Oh we my gosh. I we went there. So feel so bad that I don't remember. We went to you for Milk Glass. We were looking. Oh, because I was doing rentals too at the right. time. Yes, so we went to yes. So for Milk Glass. Um, so that was the first wedding we worked on. Oh, and you know what? I made the table numbers for that wedding. That's right. We did vintage plates, yeah. and I added numbers yeah. to the plates. Wow. Yeah. Talk about it. Yeah, the vintage. That was the trend. Right. That was the trend at the time. Yeah. And then we just, yeah, just oh. like the seasons, everything changes. I know, I know. <laughs> well, I want to talk about that, um, too, later on. But anyway, so I've been working with Cynthia forever. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about, because you have a really cool story, I feel like. I don't get to meet very many people who had brick and mortars. And right. so I, w- I just want to like hear about your story, how you got into florals and how you got to where Petal is today. So 
I oddly started when I was in high school. And I would just get, I would work at, a, I worked at a flower shop and I learned how to make corsages and boutonnieres. Oh, yeah, and it was back when, you know, when, you know, those big lilies were in and oh, baby breath and I carnations. Totally know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so nothing that I would um, repeat today, but <laughs> it did give me a lot of experience. Could I ask a question really quick? Yeah, of course. I feel like, I mean, I don't have, I'm not in high school and I don't know what it, what things look like now when people go to prom, but I would imagine it's still similar to that. Is it not? Do people get other kinds of flowers and or do they even present corsages anymore? I think they like, do that. I think they still do corsages, and I think they're probably most likely roses because they're probably they're the hardiest, and you know, and those girls are you know dancing yeah. in the wrist, that's true, that's and true. they're wrist corsages, and yeah. so typically, so I think usually roses, unless they order something different. I, I wish Jillian was been, here. Yeah. Jillian could weigh in. Was she was say, just in high school. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, haven't been to a prom. I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the I can is. say. The fashion has changed. Because when I, so this was like back 2001, 2002, it was all about the like Cinderella, mm-hmm. like ball mm-hmm. gowns. Like you dropped several hundred dollars mm-hmm. and now it's a lot more casual. Yeah. Girls yeah. are wearing short dresses. It's more like cocktail, cocktail dresses. Yeah, cocktail yes. dresses. Yeah, right. definitely. Which now I feel like looks weird if you're wearing a corsage. Like with something like a casual fancy. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Mm. Go ahead. I didn't mean Anyways, to just cross No, no, that's a good question. I was still imagining baby's breath and stuff. Right, baby's breath. Yeah. Some people do still use, but not in the same In the same way. Not in the same way. Have you seen the baby's breath? Sorry, we're getting wet. Yeah. I love it. That's okay. Um, have you seen the or done the baby's breath like hanging installations where pe- like florists are like spray painting them like real ethereal colors and I don't know how they're attached, but they almost look like clouds. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. They're so beautiful. Baby's I didn't realize breath. it was baby's breath. Yeah, at first. they're oddly easy to work with. Yeah. I would imagine because I feel like they actually stick together. Yeah, they'll stick like they together get stuck, and you're like annoyed in in other yes. situations. They fight. Like yeah, if you're trying to separate them, and make but in a this one, it's round a, ball. Exactly. They're they fight. Yeah. You know? ah. But if you're just doing like larger installations that are hanging like that, you can, you know, the bunches will clump together. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. They can get kind of heavy, but the bunches will clump together, and they do like you know they're like that mauvey pink. Yes, and, yes. Okay. Yeah, those are really cool. Anyways, anyways, petal. So you started yeah. in a floral shop. I started working in flower mm-hmm. shops, and then when um, my husband and I moved to South Pasadena, I want to say it was the year 2000. I just thought it was a cute town, and oh, yeah, just to have. A flower shop and mm-hmm. so it took a few years to find space and then I found a space and then we built it out um it was by the train station I think it's like a gym now it is and I know exactly the spot it's actually one of those weird um bike gyms yeah or cycling it's right. like a hardcore cycling class yeah like a yeah. studio studio yeah, yeah 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 um and it was so funny we were just there um walking to see the rose you know the, the rose parade floats oh, the yeah, night yeah. before they set up mm-hmm. and we were walking by and my kids don't even though my even though my daughter is there almost every single oh day oh my gosh how funny. for like the first year of her life she doesn't remember <laughs> and we're like oh my god oh my gosh all that work is gone like I know we, my husband like did the brick on the wall oh. he installed the brick and you wow. know I painted it myself I did we did everything ourselves and all of that's gone except there's some remnant of brick oh how funny yeah oh but, and then so I had that and then mm-hmm. had a baby and then everything just um, changed. changed. How many, How long were you in that South Pass? I feel shop? like I was only there for three years. Oh, that's still, I mean, 
That's yeah. a significant right. time. Yeah, but I mean, I've never had a brick and mortar. Right. I feel like it was only there for three years, and then I sold the lease. And at that time, I had a bunch of business that I had already booked. Mm. So I um, continued to do that. I took the cooler home and Mm -hmm. just worked and worked those through. And I was like, oh, I could. You could do this without. Would you say the majority of your business through the brick and mortar was events, or was it mostly? people coming in to like buy arrangement I don't know birthdays at at that time it was mixed oh okay um but I started getting more events and more Mm. weddings towards the end so Um, it was just a natural transition right it was a natural transition that makes sense so what year did you start doing just pedal I would say well the business was oh sorry 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 yeah I guess the way it is now right Probably she was born two thousand seven, so I'd have to say two thousand eight. Oh, okay. So that I started in two thousand nine, so we must have connected two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Oh, awesome. She, Stina, has a baby now. (gasps) No way. Two or three years old. (laughs) Oh, that's right. That was. Oh, yeah. They were an Altadena couple. Altadena Country Mm -hmm. Club. Yes. Yes. It's all coming back. Wow. (laughs) So, um, how did you come up with? like the name pedal and your processes now. I just, this. So if you remember at the time, you know when things were getting named, it was the one name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the time. It was like the one name shop. Mm-hmm. So you would always have, you know, I think there was a bar that was just named Magnolia and there was one yes. that was, you know, so you didn't yeah. want to do two names. It was one name. And then the admin to two names, because I have a friend who has a company and uh-huh. she has a two name company versus uh-huh. mine. The and we, one name. The How one name. Funny. And it's really funny because when I go to the mart or talk to any of the vendors, like when people bring me up, not always do I get the person I booked with or uh-huh. ordered through. Like someone just brings me up and they're like, pedal, pedals, it pedals by. And, you know, you see all these pedal come up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pedal. Just, you're like, I'm the OG. Yeah. <laughs> the it's original just pedal. pedal. Yeah. Just think <laughs> of me it. as one person, one I pedal. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So this has recently come up for me um, as a planner. And I'm curious just about how you came to your process because um, I'm working with a New York bride and Mm -hmm. groom this year. And so I've been reaching out. Like, I usually have my go-to florist Mm -hmm. here in L.A., but it's been an interesting process. Like you get to do one over there. Yeah, so I've been, like, Instagram stalking these florists. And um, it's it's just a really cool experience because I'm essentially getting the experience brand new firsthand from inquiry to proposal to, Mm. you know, contract. And I've, I've found that your process is pretty unique mm-hmm. and you give a lot in your initial proposal. Yes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So for a lot of, and I can't speak for all LA florists, um, but the initial proposal doesn't really have, like you have that cover page that's the inspiration and the photos and then you do the individual um which I love so much your second page basically has like a little snippet of Of each flower and what it's called or the greenery and then you have the vase option so it's very easy to see okay this is the inspiration Mm -hmm. these are the specific flowers Mm -hmm. being used and for those of us who are novices like we could look at a pretty picture and not necessarily know what that particular stem right. is called. And then you do your itemized breakdown. 
How did you come to that process? Most likely trial and error. I used to do just a proposal. Mm -hmm. Like you would see it was itemized breakdown Mm -hmm. and have what was what was how much each item cost Mm -hmm. and then through trial and error and honestly like there were times when brides thought well i thought i was getting this i'm like hmm you know yeah yeah (laughs) so having everything um like so clearly right so having everything that you know we both see this color Mm -hmm. same pink flower or we both see so there's no misconception of like what was agreed on before right do you find obviously you find value in that do you find though like how time consuming is that because you send those to me and there's no guarantee the bride is going to book with you right it takes a lot of time I I don't think I don't think people realize that it's like that's like another job right just putting proposals and then you might not even get their business you don't get the business sometimes yeah it's a uh, cost of doing business, but mm-hmm. it, depending on, just depending on the type of flowers they want, mm-hmm. uh, it takes me, because I check with vendors to make sure that what I'm proposing is actually available. Right. And right. It, even then, sometimes it could get fluke weather or right. mm-hmm. that you can't always guarantee everything, but mm-hmm. I like to at least check that something is in season before I send it to you. And so sometimes it takes me, it doesn't take me that long. Mm-hmm. But I'm waiting to hear from someone who wakes up at, you know, one in the morning. Right. You know, so they're not going to, if I'm, you know, if I get this in the afternoon, I'm not going to be able to talk to them, mm-hmm. you know, and if I get it on a Friday, there's, oh, yeah, there's no way I'm not going to talk to them. I think a number one thing I hear, and Megan, I don't know if you hear this necessarily because you're, you're not seeing the, the floral transition. You're just like meeting with a couple, getting an idea and then seeing the end result yeah. on the day of. But I think this ties into what you do as well is people come back to me as a planner and it's like, why are florals so expensive or why is photography so expensive? And I just don't think that couples realize like the amount of work you're doing to prepare the amount of emails and the couple might not even realize it, but the planner is emailing you a ton. Mm -hmm. The venue is maybe yep. emailing I'm doing you. walkthroughs before. You're doing walkthroughs before. You're having to kind of help the, with the timeline mm-hmm. creation. I've spent an entire afternoon on a timeline before, and I'm thinking, this is not even my job. Right. But you're, <laughs> right. right. But for me as a planner, I always want the photographer's <laughs> yeah. input, so I want them to look at it and say, no, right. I don't have enough time to drive from here, shoot this, and drive. Yeah. So, and then to your point, I don't think couples are realizing when they're just saying hey, how much would it be for florals for X, Y, and Z? You can't just come back and say this. You're right. calling the mart. You're calling the vendors. You're right. sourcing images that, I don't know, some of your proposals I get back, I'm like, she genuinely spent two hours mm-hmm. just on the imagery, right. clearly. Yeah, it takes a while to find the right, you know, because the rose could shoot in a different color, you know, and I know what the color is, but I want right. them to see the color they're going to see exactly. versus... Some filtered, right? Some image. filtered color, or <clears throat> when you know the flower bloomed. So sometimes when the flower is closed, it's a different color versus like a four-day bloom. It opens into like a, a different, more color. vibrant color, mm. perhaps. So I want them to see the color they will be getting, not the one right that maybe is just easier to find on Google Correct. Images. Yeah. So I just going off topic a little bit, but I just feel like that's so important for couples to realize when you're getting a proposal and you're like, this is so expensive. It takes time. 
just to do all of that. And Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with what happens on the wedding day. Mm -hmm. And then for you, for photography, you're doing all of that lead up. Then you're shooting on the day of, which is just a long day on Mm -hmm. your body. And then countless hours of editing. I have 6,000 images waiting for me in my uh, computer right now from one wedding. So one wedding. And it's not just editing the images. It's, Figuring out which ones are the ones to Yeah, it's to what we send. call culling. So culling. we cull the images before we choose, you know, we're choosing which ones we want, and then, uh. then we edit those. But still, I'm having to cull 6,000, because that's how much was between me and my second shooter. That's so many photos. I can't yeah. even imagine. Um, okay. And you still have to buy flowers. I don't think people... I think that they see them yes. at the grocery stores. Yeah. But I don't... Use right. those flowers. No, you know? I would hope so not. That's yeah. not where I'm sourcing. Like I know Trader Joe's sells them for pretty cheap, but I don't. Well, and that's something else that I don't. I, I hear that a lot. Like, can't I just get, you know, all of these things at Trader Joe's? And I'm like, okay. The difference is Trader Joe's is purchasing hundreds of thousands of flowers mm-hmm. at once. So it is a little bit different. They're getting flowers at a cheaper price mm-hmm. so that they can sell them. But you have zero control over what's going to show up in the right. store and the amount of labor just unwrapping them right. will take you two hours because right. I've done it before right. and it's a nightmare. Right. And so, yeah, to your point, like florists, you have oh, like you have to buy them. Right. So there's a price that you don't control. Right. You're at the mercy of what the Mart is setting right. price-wise. And then that's money you're spending. And then not to mention the hours you're putting in cutting, so put trimming, together. and then designing and right. putting it together and wrapping it. And we've talked about boutonnieres before right. and how tedious that yes, can be. They're, tiny. they're so tiny. tiny. Yeah, and you're like wrapping and rolling it. So right. anyways, I just wanted to kind of get on my soapbox about pricing mm-hmm. and there it's not and just a number pulled out of the air. Right. Like, and realistically, I don't think people just, they don't know. Mm-hmm. So they're always going to be shocked by the price. Right. They have no, right. This is their first and only wedding usually. Exactly. So they have no idea exactly. what, what things are costing. Just like if you were to remodel your house, you're like, Oh my gosh, that, you know, <laughs> no, that's how much it costs. Yeah. Oh, totally. To so retile a bathroom or something. Right, exactly. I would have so, no idea. Right. So that's, it's, it's a sticker shock because they have no um, right. no expectation. So that's where, you know, a coordinator comes in when you, mm-hmm. what you know, set a budget. Yeah, exactly. Or you tell them this is what to expect. Exactly, yeah. Um, so we touched on this a little bit um, at the beginning, but I'm really curious just to hear about what, I, I don't like the word trend because mm-hmm. I think it insinuates a fad that's going to, be tacky mm-hmm. in five years like, like we're talking about milk glass and vintage right. plates but what's a trend that you're seeing that you're loving right now um i, I know we talked about baby's breath kind of getting a right. resurgence a reboot yeah there's some carnations that are getting a reboot they're like really faint and muted that. tones yeah that's getting a reboot but carnations again just like baby's breath it, they, they're like that single cluster kind mm. of look like a, a lot of times um Sometimes it's because carnations are, I know people may freak out, but they're easily dyed. Um, because oh. you can dye them at the stem. I you just cut learned them, this. Put yeah. it in a color, 
And in a day or two, it'll be that food dye color or whatever dye you've chosen. Yeah, I just learned this because I went to the mart with a friend of mine. I was doing a project for my sister. And I asked her, I was like, I didn't know they had mauve carnations. Like, I had no, she was like, they beautiful. Oh, I bought them. I was like, these are beautiful color. But she was like, oh no, like, these don't just happen naturally. Right. She's like, look at the bottom. They're the stem. The stem you is could colored. see that it was colored. And I was like, blew my mind. Had yeah. no idea. Yeah. There's a lot that will take. There's a lot that there's, I don't know every single flower that will take the color from mm-hmm. the stem, but there are a lot that do. So I know like back in the eighties, people did that and it was like bright blue and like, right. but I, would you say that's like a current trend now is like people are doing those dye it's like dyeing is coming back but in a more tasteful way it, or have has this just been happening forever we're just now I seeing think people it have always dyed flowers and it just depends on it depends on the flower mm-hmm. it depends on what you actually want or the color some people the palette is more important than the actual type of flowers and some mm-hmm. people are like no carnations, no baby's breath. Like, the, I don't care what color it is. Right. No. <laughs> yes. So it just depends. Yeah. So it just depends. So now there's like those, mute, you know, that the soft blushes and yeah. the muted, not just blush, but right. very, you know, muted tones that you can dye carnations and you can see one or two of them. And they actually are really quite nice and they have yeah. a full quality yeah. to them, you know, that if you're, especially for bouquets. Yeah. I feel like really... they almost look like tissue paper. Yes, They're so they do. delicate. And I, I really like They're it. They're really pretty. Oh, yeah. And then the sweet peas are kind of that color too. Yes. And can you dye sweet peas? Because I feel like I saw like brownish ones. I when think I was there. you can. Okay. I think you can because I saw some interesting ones too and I didn't think that they could breed them that quickly. Yeah. Now, this might be a dumb question, but if a, a couple wanted like a, a mauve or like a chocolate, because I've seen that, the like brown, brownish mm-hmm. muted tone, <clears throat> is that something the florist does or is that something that the wholesaler does? It depends. Oh, it depends. It depends. Like, if I know how to do it, then I can do it. Mm -hmm. But I would prefer it done because that's just the left. That's just one step. One step. One extra step I don't have to take. And if they're, you know, if they're providing it. But a lot of times I've gotten, like, I've gotten peach hydrangeas or, like, Mm -hmm. blush hydrangeas. And that's something that the grower actually has done. Now, hydrangeas will take a color. That's one that will take a color. Oh, really? Certain roses will take a color. Like, you've seen those, like, multicolored, primary colored roses. Oh, yeah. They'll take colors, too. So they dip them in a ton of color, and then the bunch just kind of comes out that way. That's crazy. It's so beautiful. I know. I kind of want to do it. Yeah, for fun. (laughs) We did that for my son's, um, one of his science project that's what i was thinking that's all i could think about was the carnation science project oh my gosh that's so cute i love that did he do well yeah i don't (laughs) think they you know they're still they don't he was at the age where there was no grade oh it was a science fair he wanted to do it yeah (laughs) so there was no grade there's no letter grade we get a perfect mom for that yes (laughs) (laughs) i know right um okay so you get a lot of um requests and it's typically or at least in my experience with you it's hey Cynthia I have a bride this is her this is a great example because we just got this feature mm-hmm. um that which is so very cool. exciting yeah, yeah. Really I can cool. say this is my bride she's Cuban they work in the industry here in LA she really wants a, a like Havana meets Hollywood mm-hmm. thing 
And I came to you and was like, she wants, you know, tropical, pops of red, succulents. Mm-hmm. So you don't get to really steer the direction of that. You're kind of just, you have to work with what falls in your lap, I Correct. guess, so to speak. So what inquiries get you excited? Like, what are ones where you're that like, one was that's really exciting. Cool. That one was really cool because yeah. um, it was different. Totally. So not that the other weddings that I do are any less beautiful, but mm-hmm. it's always cool to work on something different. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of gets your, yeah. your creative juices flowing and you start thinking about different options, different things, what's going to work. You know, you really have to think out of the box. And for anyone who does a lot of one thing for a profession, yeah. you, it's good for, you know, yeah, it's always good to have something different. Is there a particular like theme or style that you're like, itching to do right now no I think because I get a chance to you do, do them. Get a lot of them yeah, yeah I get a chance especially because your brides are really cool <laughs> they are this is they true are. they're really cool they, oh, they'll fun. take they'll take yes they're you know and I, gosh it sounds all there's like the bride that you know sees Pinterest and they cut and paste and that's and exactly that's what they want they mm-hmm. want and then there's some that or just they have a little bit more adventure and they're yeah. willing to take risks. I do feel like I can be frustrating to you and other vendors sometimes because I I often am pushing my brides to do something different. And then there isn't imagery that mm. exists yet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes tricky for a vendor because it's like, I hear what you're saying and I get it, but there's no like thing yeah. that we can put that gives confidence on either side right. and so right. that's rough but that you get sample appointments and, exactly exactly know, that, yeah that is rough when there, it hasn't been done and it hasn't been seen or there's not even one you can say like I want it kind of like this yeah right. I, I feel like that's something I find myself struggling with and then I am gonna email you mm-hmm. or or someone else and I'm like okay so go with me on this yeah. <laughs> There's nothing out there quite yet. Well, I guess to my point then, because I have, I've had brides, or I shouldn't say brides, like parents, couples, whomever, um, I'm working on a design with them, and I know that there's like a florist that could be a good fit, Mm -hmm. but in their catalog or in their galleries, there isn't examples of that. I think that sometimes makes the client nervous because they're like, well, I really want this ultra boho. I don't know. I'm like trying to think. Right. Yeah. And I only see that this florist had like her works really pretty, but I don't see any of that. What can you speak to that at all? Like the only thing I can say, and that's another trend that's coming in just back to trends, the boho. Oh, yeah. Grass, oh the very, yeah, the pompous, you know, macrame yeah. looking. Mm-hmm. That's a thing, but you know, there's a ton mm-hmm. going on. And tropicals, tropical, Even yeah, tropicals. Um, I would just have to say, if you've seen someone's body of work, you pretty, you know, like they can, they can handle it. Yeah, you know, it's not like they don't have. And I would hope that a florist would just be honest and say, yeah, like this is not me. This is not me. Oh, that's true. I've done that before. I was like, you know, I don't typically do this. I can, mm-hmm. but I don't typically do that. Or if they show, you know, and that, that the, the advent of Pinterest is awesome because mm-hmm. everybody can see things and you get really great ideas. But also there's like a little disconnect with reality. <laughs> that, I'd say that's an understatement. <laughs> right. The, you know, that like, well, they did it there. And I'm like, okay, so that was Martha Stewart. 
And she oh, could do anything. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> right. And her budget is sky's the limit. So I'm glad you brought up budget because that because I love that you said Pinterest is great. I find on my side of things, Pinterest can be really frustrating. Yeah. It's and I would equally. imagine you would feel yes. the same. Because and, they're sending me boards that have a picture of people in the snow and then a picture of people like in fall leaves and I'm she Cynthia's laughing like really hard in spring. Yeah, yeah and I'm right. like like I'm your like, wedding is not in this picture's town. cool but like I can't shoot you in all seasons so <laughs> I don't really understand what you want from me yeah sorry and then, no, no that's exactly no, that's totally what we're saying yes. and then also you know on the floral end I try and tell my my couples like keep in mind that you're sending this to Cynthia or Loris as an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Anytime you want someone to copy something, you're going to be disappointed. Right. Because this wasn't Cynthia's original right. thing. And so I was like, you're going to be happier. And I'm pretty sure I told Diana this when right. we were, hers was hard because there wasn't a lot of imagery out there. Like we no, couldn't find. I was searching for a lot of it stuff. It was really hard. And so I told her, you're going to be happier with your results if you tell her, use this as an inspiration and then go with it. Right. Because that will be her own original thought and you're going to love the work of an original more than you're going to well, love the work them. of a copy. They were really creative. Well, they're, yeah, I mean, they're artists themselves. Right. So they understood that concept right. for sure. Right. But I think Pinterest has given couples this idea that you can shop, shop it, you know? Like, but also there's like a... To me, like we don't get copyrighted. We don't. We can't trademark our work. But like, I'm not gonna copy some of the right. course. I think it's beautiful. Right. One, I probably can't exactly, exactly replicate do exactly it. Yeah. the same way. But nor would I want to. Exactly. Like that's their design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I can take your idea and put the same color flowers and my own, you know, my own style onto that. Uh huh. And I and I would argue that the couple will be happier with that than if you just sat there and tried to replicate it because it's not going to be perfect. And then they're going to be disappointed. Exactly. And then to budget, which I do want to talk about Mm -hmm. before we run out of time, is I I wish Pinterest had a price tag on everything. Right. Mm. This wedding was. Yeah. Or like this image, you're seeing the ceremony. So Mm -hmm. all you're seeing is these cool vintage benches and you're seeing probably 50 bundles of pompous grass going down the aisle and then the geometric wood rental right. that's dripping in flowers. I would love yeah. if it said, yeah, it was $1,200 to rent these benches. It was $2,500 for the pampas grass. It was $800 for the arch. Not to mention her dress is probably Stella McCartney and it's fifteen grand. You right. know, like, yeah, it's really easy to look at that photo and be like, I want, I want that, that without having any idea of what that is actually entails right. yeah right so for some couples don't know mm-hmm. and some are just you know that disconnect totally like well you should be able you know it's just no you're like no so to to that whole point which i'm sure you've gotten this exact thing is like i want this and then you give it back to them and they're like we can't afford that. Right. What are your tips for couples? Because um, you, I. This is something that this is like originally why we wanted you on the podcast in the first place. Because I think you do such a good job of 
at least for me, saying this is their wish list. This is like the vibe they like. What do you recommend? And also this is their budget. Mm-hmm. Um, like we have a wedding together in February and the bride has some like incredibly cool ideas and with a not a limited budget but everyone has a line right Mm -hmm. like this is what I'm and you came back with some really great feedback on like okay if this is what she cares about let's go big on this piece right and let's do this here so how do you navigate that how do you help couples save money in the best ways I guess or what's your method First, I always try to find out what budget Mm -hmm. they have an idea, even though they're sometimes hesitant to give it to you because they don't really know if that's not enough Mm -hmm. or too much and they don't want to give you too much and you spend all their money. Right, right, right. Just be honest because then you'll get... And there's no judgment. Right. It's like, just give me a number. Right. And then you can tell them, no, you're not going to get peonies in November and Mm -hmm. or no, you're not going to get peonies at at all Mm -hmm. because... You know, your budget's limited, but mm-hmm. you can get something nice. It doesn't have to be peonies for it to be nice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to. So just honest, um, just honest with them. Yeah. Or there's like, you know, like when they want those really super huge, tall arrangements, it's like you don't have to do every single table with that. That also just looks awful. Like <laughs> to a degree, it just looks, you know what I mean? Like everything at one Yeah, it's like a forest. Eye line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you are going for the forest mm-hmm. or can't afford the forest. Mm-hmm. But it just, you know, it's nice to have some varying degree of eyeline so that not everybody's fixated looking up yeah. when you've spent a ton of money on linens, stemware. Yeah, um, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. You know, the glasses mm-hmm. that match something and, you know, all of the details that go into the table and you've, you know, labored over making mm-hmm. these choices. Um, you know, the dance floor, the, you know, there's so many, and you know, there's so many things that go into it. You don't want them all just staring up at the ceiling. And sometimes you can't afford to have them staring up at the ceiling, yeah. you know, like you want the eye cause the room is so big. There's no way you could afford to cover the entire thing the way you mm-hmm. want it. So you want the eye drawn in mm-hmm. and intimate and down. So they're not, I love that. That's mm-hmm. such a great tip. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people like, on Pinterest, they see those tall ones. And I think that's such, not only are you helping them save money, but you're actually giving them really good advice mm-hmm. for the overall mm-hmm. design. Because mm-hmm. I think it truly does look better when there's a mix. Yeah, there's a mix, it's varying, and you do save a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I think you're really good at, I don't know if you thought of this, but this is what I was thinking. You're really good at giving ideas for repurposing. Yes. I don't even know if I back when I first started was encouraging brides to repurpose their bouquet the way you always like you're really good at helping at least for me my clients save money in areas like the sweetheart table Mm -hmm. and you've been really accommodating and I'm just gonna like toot your own horn real quick because you're really good at being strategic so like for Marlene's wedding we had this beautiful hoppa garland thing Mm -hmm. and you created it in such a way that it was easy to dissemble and repurpose so that her sweetheart table could have this like epic draping, but you designed it in such a way that her bouquet could like seamlessly set in the middle and it looked like an entirely different centerpiece. Mm -hmm. 
A lot of people don't toss their bouquets. Uh, most don't, right? I would say. And my, my bouquets are really big. They are. <laughs> I mean, they're always enormous. Like, they could be actually dangerous to toss, right. I would imagine. I had one bride, like, she couldn't carry it. She said she couldn't. I felt so bad. I was like, I've never freaked out in my life. But I felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and yeah, so... Um, I don't mean to, but like, you know, like to me, that is the crown of the oh. event. Like, oh, you, yeah. you know, I'm sure you love photographing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. it's her and the bouquet. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, like she's the, when she enters, you know, and walks down mm-hmm. whatever aisle, whether it's in a church or a venue, like, you know, you want every, you want everybody to, to gasp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I go for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's so funny because to me as a designer, I think about the tables. Mm-hmm. That's like what I'm probably spending the most time thinking about. Mm-hmm. And I don't know for you. I to mean, photograph- I love photographing people, so I'm going to want right. whatever is going to be with the people. Right. Yeah. And I feel like most photographers I work with, they would prefer spending their time shooting people. Mm-hmm. Details is like. Sometimes I mean, tricky. it's beautiful, yeah. but I just don't get the same enjoyment out of it. Right. No, I totally get that. I totally get that. That's so interesting. Yeah, I, I, I spend say, I very little time talking about the bouquet. I also feel like it's a pretty personal thing. So I kind of let right. my brides take that. Like, yeah, whatever you want. Right. Like, if they come yeah. to me for advice, I'll give it, but it's usually just like, Oh, just let her know whatever mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. you want. Right, yeah. Don't do this, or I need to have this because it's sentimental. Or, right, right, right. Um, I had someone, I think I um, I remember seeing this last time that no one heard, so I'm not sure why I mentioned it now, but um, <laughs> Etta Bride, she was really into Mickey Mouse, and I know that sounds strange. <laughs> like, oh, Mickey at the wedding. No. Um, there. So if you go around Disneyland, there's all sorts of places, if you're really looking, that have secret Mickey's. Hidden Mickey's, yeah. Hidden Mickey's. I've heard so of them. like mm-hmm. it could be it could be hedges that all of a sudden if you're really looking, you're like, oh my gosh, there's the Mickey. Or oh. you know, whatever they have at Disneyland. It okay. could be popsicles. I'm I'm just making uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I like, never you know, go, so I have no idea. Yeah. That. Or a rock formation. And so mm-hmm. she wanted a hidden Mickey in her bride her bridal bouquet. But oh. see, the nice part about that is you can do it tastefully. Right. Well, I was just going to say, how did you do that? So it's Crespedia, but you guys know it as Billy Ball. It's the... It's the oh, the bo- yellow. The yellow. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I had... Love so they, it. They come in and her bright, you know, her, her wedding was yellow, which I have to say I'm a big fan of, ladies. What Are yellow you? is awesome. We had that great yellow wedding way back when. I mean, you don't have to do it that like... That was Wendy. Yeah. Like weddings that look like, you know, beer or, you know... And another yellow yeah, liquid, yeah, yeah. you know, like it doesn't have to be yellow. Oh, that's funny. I did. I wouldn't have even thought of that. But it, you know, you can have like touches of yellow, and it's such mm-hmm. a happy color. And it photographs really beautifully yes, it too. Photographs mm-hmm. great. That's so funny. I feel like I get yellow the least As of any of my designs. I can count. My probably three times. <laughs> I was gonna say wedding. my the only one I can think of is with you. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So okay, she so had yellow. She was one of them, mm-hmm. and um, so hers. Her bouquet was white and yellow garden roses. And then in there I had, you know, Chris Chris or Billy Ball mixed in. Uh-huh. I never put Billy Ball on a on a proposal. I just think it's so weird. To oh, that, to write to that write out. it out. Oh. And, and your bridal proposal, but um everybody knows it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knows it as that. But um yeah, and it had one large one and two little ones, and it was <sighs> hidden so that only she could see it. Oh, that's sweet. For hidden Mickey. I love that. That's so cute. Yeah, I just love that because I've been to weddings where, you know, there's 
Disney themed everywhere, and mm-hmm. it's just it's not a, that's the a same hard theme to do. Yeah, well and that's really, yes, yeah. and so it's like I'm glad that she got what she wanted, but it was done like elegantly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. really cute. Um, so what would be? I know we've talked a lot about like some tips and stuff, but what would be your biggest advice that if you could tell couples or brides one thing what would it be okay so there's a few things but like as far as flowers yeah. you can repurpose although if you get married in a church and then you have to transport to the venue that's, that's a little tough. difficult mm-hmm. but if you're you know if your venue reception your ceremony reception in the same place i always repurpose like the flowers from the arches or mm-hmm. anything that go down the aisle, that goes on the sweetheart table. If there is a sweetheart table, if not, I've surrounded um, stages. Mm, yeah. You know, or they go, one one they, um, one wedding I just did in August, they didn't anticipate this. Or when we did the proposal, it was just rounds. And then you get there through the walkthrough and you're like, oh, you're adding table. Mm, that's why, <laughs> okay, walkthroughs are so important. Please do them. And invite your florist. Or have a ground map. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. The, so that you can see, like, oh, they're rectangle tables now. <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Um, you know, that I took, they rented a larger arch, so I had to put a lot more flowers. But mm-hmm. I took those in, those cages and put them down the, the, the two larger rectangle mm. tables they had. So, so they wouldn't have to spend more. Yeah. Yeah. We've um, also, I feel like you and I have done stuff where we've, uh, repurpose ceremony flowers for like bar. Yeah. Bars. I think that's like a thing people don't think about. Like it really does change mm-hmm, things right. to mm-hmm. like, especially if you're going to have a bar sign, mm-hmm, like right. having some sort of floral next to it, just kind of tying. Right. And it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't. It's just like a touch. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a nice little touch. Cause the bars are to me like chaotic. They're crowded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't really want something large that's going to mm-hmm. fall over. Cause people will have been drinking mm-hmm. and it's, it's crowded, yeah. you know? So, um, Nice little touches. Mm-hmm. Um, that is good. Let's see. Two, I think I, this I remember for brides, because um, I know you're getting pulled, brides and grooms, you're getting pulled in a lot of different directions, and you're trying to make everybody happy, and depending, you know, sometimes when who's paying for it, mm-hmm. you know, you feel obligatory to grant every single wish, but just try to insulate yourself as much as you can from that, and just make it a statement of you Mm -hmm. and also in that vein just some of the stuff you're just gonna have to let go of you know like just let go of the fact that you know maybe your mom wants to wear a white dress or (laughs) you know what I mean something ridiculous or random like you know like pick your battles right or that you know your kid your your sister wants all six kids to come to the wedding you know what I mean Oh yes, those are all very real things. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, I don't want kids yeah. running around. Pick it's the just things like, that matter and let go. Of it the will rest. by the end of the evening. It will all be a blur. Mm-hmm. Your photographer and videographer will have captured something beautiful for mm-hmm. you to market by because it will be a blur. There are things that you're just not you're like, oh, that happened. Yeah. Oh, I think mm-hmm. everyone has that mm-hmm. moment. They're like, well, oh, I didn't even know this. Right. Yeah. Or they were actually in the photo. And they, yeah. They don't, because it's so much going on. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, just because there are things that I remember that I just were adamant about and I just didn't let go of and looking back and that's stupid. Totally. <laughs> it felt so big in the moment right. and then you're like, why did I care? Right. Yeah. Because there are times, and I get, there are times where you feel like you're compromising so much. 
right for others mm-hmm. so you're like i'm not no i'm yeah. not going to compromise on this. yeah um that makes sense you know and that's just it's just human nature but just you won't you mm-hmm. won't you know looking back on it it was i think my wedding was on a hill and we didn't anticipate wind and it was the windiest night. Most of the pictures, oh looked, we all looked like we were like on a, in a tornado. Ride. Yeah. Oh my gosh. gosh. Going down. Yeah. <laughs> like a Beyonce fan, but yeah. not the good kind. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's amazing. But I don't like looking, and you know, and I was so disappointed at the time. And I, looking back on it, it was just, you know, that's just that moment in a very, long happy successful marriage mm-hmm. right it's like Amen. it really isn't the mm-hmm. day that's the premise of this entire podcast yeah, yeah. it's one day yeah. yeah you have your marriage for the rest of your life right mm-hmm. and so that to me looking back like yes you want everybody to have a good time and you want you know you want it to be beautiful and you want it to be mm-hmm. wonderful and especially if you're like a bride you know and everybody goes through this phase where everybody's getting married and then everybody's having baby showers and everybody's have turning 30 or there's everybody, pressure yeah there's all this pressure mm-hmm. to perform or not to be like this person mm-hmm. or to you know to be as big or as you know be yourself yeah with your budget everybody will be fine they're there because they're happy for you not so that they can, I hope that you're surrounded by people, not yeah. that they just want to, like, you. what did you do? And yeah. I didn't pick that because of this. I hope there's no one like that. Yeah. Well, and I also yeah. think that that is the thing about weddings, and we kind of talk about this almost every episode. It's, you kind of do see who, and I, I hate the cliche, like, who your real friends are, but you you see people's true colors Always. during weddings. And I think to your point... Yeah, you would hope that there's guests who aren't saying that. But you might find that there are, and thank God for that. You can look at it as a positive way. You're like, wow, I kind of know a little bit more about this person that I didn't before. And as I move on in my life, maybe this was a very telling moment, and I don't need those kind of people in my life. And then on the other side of it, I think that it can be a really positive experience when you see people really step up in right. your life and they're not telling you what to do or who to be. They're just kind of there for you. Right. I mean, we have a whole episode on how to be a good bridesmaid. And right. that, and I think this can extend beyond. It's like how to be a good friend for right. a friend who's getting married right. and realizing that they're being hit with all of this stuff. Right. Just don't be that, <laughs> you know, like don't, yeah, don't be those be another people. person that, Mm-hmm. makes them choose and maybe be the voice that like what you're saying it's like be that constant voice that's like hey i know it feels like a lot but at the end of the day it's just one day yeah like be that friend who's like hey maybe walk away from wedding planning for a few weeks and yeah. are you guys going to therapy have you gone on any dates just you two right. like be that friend that's encouraging that mm-hmm. side of it mm-hmm. as opposed right. to the friend that every time you hang out all they want to do is hear about so how's flowers going how is right and i keep saying friend but i also think this is a huge message for moms mm-hmm. moms, yeah. moms mm-hmm. can be the ones who are causing the most stress trigger, and, the yeah triggers. so what's the latest with this what are we doing with this what's the, and it's like uh, no this ask is, them about their relationship mm-hmm. and ask them about how they're doing and in this spite what, of all yeah. this 
So when I hear a bride say, well, my mom wants it, and my mom, or, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I just say, I, I don't know how I say this tactfully, but almost like a, a college degree that your parents have provided you with, it's mm-hmm. not theirs. It's mm-hmm. yours. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if she would like to relive some moments and have certain flowers and stuff, perhaps she can do a vow renewal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's real. Yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> that's so real. But this is, you know, that it's a gift. Mm-hmm. And, and if it isn't, then let's not call it that. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 I've had some brides who just don't care and took a back step and showed the day, you know, took a back yeah. seat and just showed up the day of the wedding. It was mom 100%. Yeah. But that was their relationship and it was fine mm-hmm. for both Exactly. People. And maybe that's what she needed to do mm-hmm. to mentally take mm-hmm. care of herself mm-hmm. in that, you know? And yeah, no, so maybe like that's medical what... students who were like facing yes. board exams and residency and stuff like they're just like, what? I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually have one of those yeah. in February and they're very much like, make the decision or yeah. my mom can go to the walkthrough and whatever she says. And that's their way of right. self-care right. in that time for right. sure. Yes. And, and that is also a way that they're focusing on what's most, most important. Like, they're almost understanding more. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care what shows up on the day of. Because at the end of the day, I'm getting married. And right. That's You're all that matters. And it's fun and fantastic. And there's a lot. A lot can go wrong and a lot does go wrong. Yeah. And sometimes a bride has no clue what did. Yeah. You I know. Mean, oftentimes, yeah. Yeah. Like, or what goes on behind the scenes just to get you done. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've all been mm-hmm. right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we do that because one, it's our job, but we want you to have that day. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. everybody involved wants you to have this day. Exactly. So Exactly. But at the end you won't know that you oh, they didn't take a shot of this or this was crooked or yeah. I didn't see ranunculus or what. Yeah. Well, you know what's so funny? I was just at um, this conference for wedding. It was for wedding rental vendors. Mm-hmm. I was just helping on the logistics side. And um, I think it was Cassandra of Borrowed Blue. Mm-hmm. She was speaking and just she was talking about her wedding. And I think I forget what her point was, but my ears perked up. She didn't have a coordinator or something like that. And she was like, yeah, I walked down the aisle without my bouquet because yes, I didn't have a bride do that also because she didn't have a plan. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't have people to say, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. I know. And my ears kind of perked up and I feel bad cause I don't remember the whole like thing. But I think the point of what she was talking about was like, I have this incredible marriage. I have this incredible business. Right. It's not going to all go perfect and it doesn't really matter. Right. And, um, that to me, I was like, oh my gosh. But I look at her. She's like a, a wedding vendor that I right. look up to. She has right. an incredible business. And um, is her life altered right. because she walked down the aisle without her bouquet? No. No. <laughs> you know, yeah. she has an incredible marriage and life right. and thriving business. And no one would really even know that unless she shared that story, you know? Yeah. So I had a wedding with a coordinator, not with a coordinator-less wedding, I should say. <laughs> and I saw, and I was setting up tables, you know, it was casual, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, I was setting the tables, there was garland and candles, and I looked up and she's taking pictures, 
and I don't see your bouquet. I don't see the bridesmaids with your bouquet. So I stop what I'm doing. I go inside to where I set them. Right. Oh, my gosh. And I hand it to them. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but that just goes to show there's so much going mm-hmm. right. on. There's and so much going on. Yeah. Anyways, well, I'm so glad. We didn't even, like, have that on our list. I'm so glad mm-hmm. you brought it back to mm-hmm. that point and what's important. And, um I love working with you. I, I think you're so wise and creative. And um, what? Let tell people where they can find you. So oh, Instagram, Instagram. Website. I think it's my a combination of my name and my business. So I think Instagram is um, Centia B Petal. Yes. My name is spelled C E N T I A. Um, Facebook, it's just Petal Floral, I believe, or is it Facebook Petal? What happened? Facebook when, is hard. I know. Don't worry, we'll link it. So <laughs> we'll link it in the episode notes. When I started my business, I just wanted pedal.com and that was taken, mm. and so I had to put. I had to think of something. Right. Pedal something.com. So it was pedal floral. That's right. So your website pedalfloral.com. Yeah. Instagram. Sentia B. Petal. We'll tag everything. Check her out. Um, and if you follow Tasteful Tatters at all, I. Yeah, we have quite a few weddings together. Yeah, (laughs) and we just had a June book. I don't know when this will air, so it might not be recent, but it's a really cool wedding. It was a really cool wedding. I got a lot of great feet. They're like, oh my gosh, that was so cool. Yeah, and and speaking of bridesmaids, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if this is a pro floor. Yeah, so we didn't do... So this is actually a great tip. Sorry, we're like going way over, but um, if you're trying to cut costs and like your budget is limited, and this... The bride's budget wasn't limited. This was just her personal style. But I think this is a great tip. If you want to do rad florals, but it's a little out of range. Um, This bride did these. She got them, I think, in... Cuba or Spain yeah, they when were they were a different tra- color they weren't they just were like she got them when she was yeah no, no no beautiful. she got them traveling I'm pretty sure these beautiful like wood yeah. um laser cut fans mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the bridesmaids held the fans instead of traditional like right. wedding florals mm-hmm. huge hit great feedback everyone is obsessed with it right. and that's a great I was it just yeah. occurred to me because th- that wasn't our original motive, but that would be a great way right. to not skimp on the other stuff, but save money right. on your overall budget. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah, I'll not have as many bridesmaids. Ooh, that's a big one, too. Yeah, you might. I mean, yeah. Also, you just for your just, sanity. Just <laughs> cut a few. Just yeah. a few. Like, you know, just be, yeah. Because, or if, you know, if you must, you can yeah. also just make, you know, have the expectation that they'll all carry something small. I mean, if there's yeah. eight eight plus of them they don't all need to be like a significant size they all just need to carry something nice exactly (laughs) yeah and there'll be plenty of color or whatever exactly the visual is and the moment should really be on you so yeah i love it shrink those down (laughs) (laughs) i love it well thank you so much cynthia you're so awesome um and thank you for coming back a second time oh my gosh i really feel yeah i was like i don't want to harp on that a lot but i really feel bad to make you feel bad i just we just appreciate you don't don't feel bad at all please Uh, we'll always have that one episode (laughs) (laughs) all right well have a good week guys thank you bye Thanks for listening to the Wedding Therapy Podcast, brought to you by Tasteful Tatters and Megan Christine Photography. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. We always appreciate hearing from you. Leave a review. It only takes a couple seconds. 
For more, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Wedding Therapy Podcast. And you can always email us at weddingtherapypodcast at gmail.com. Crunch, crunch, crunch. It's so loud. <laughs> no, we should be good.